Welcome to the Creative Brew, helping you keep your creative juices brewing. We're giving out chunks of insight, motivation, and practicality for your creative journey. Hey, welcome to this new episode of Creative Brew, giving you insights on your creative journey. This is actually a previously recorded um, talk with some uh, design students in the San Diego area and really just talking about my process, talking about um, you know how I even got started and hopefully giving them some valuable insights and knowledge and something that they can take with them um, as they you know continue on their own creative journey. Uh, this episode is brought to you by some valuable uh, sponsors and partners of mine. Uh, first of all, Panels, Comics and Coffee here in uh, Oceanside, California, Elevate Coffee Trading, that's based out of the Dallas area, Astropad, and you can check them out on Astropad Out, and Cobopod, and that is my uh, video and audio uh, podcasting studio partner uh, here in Oceanside, California. So if you get a chance, please comment, like, share on this podcast, and please subscribe. And you can check this out, on, once again, on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, um, or Spotify figure out ways to sort of bring a client in uh, into my creative ecosystem and help them out in various ways. So that, that's something that uh, I've really been focused on and then figuring out how I could help other aspiring uh, creators and designers and um, as well as other practitioners help them out as far as with their, um, you know, how they're creating value for their, for their client base. So, um, but what I'm going to do is I'll give you just a quick presentation on, uh, just one of my projects and um, one specifically that I, I, I did for a universe, uh, actually for, for high school. And generally I start off with a lot of uh, concept sketches. So you'll see the progress from concept, ske concept sketch to um, getting the sort of the final version. Um, so I'll let you check it out. And, um, and then, like I said, we'll have some, some Q and A afterwards. So uh, feel free to ask questions, but uh, I'll go ahead and, uh, Go ahead and present here. Let's see. Quantel, are you still doing that um, uh, at panels? Was that a panels coffee? Yeah, uh, originally, yes, it was at it was at panels um, with with COVID COVID restrictions and things. I had to sort of adjust, uh, so it was a mix of uh, doing a lot of Zoom video. Uh, now I've, I, I'm actually recording at a place in Oceanside called the Kobo Pod. So they actually okay. help other podcasters produce their own podcast. So I've partnered up with them. Um, I, I still I still um, I still have panels as a sponsor on, on the podcast nice. um so sometimes i'll go up there and, and do some things just to shout outs and, and helping them out but um yeah migrated towards the cobalt pod and it's a little bit more professional and i can invite like three or four people and we can do roundhouse uh, roundtable discussions and so it's really um i, I think it's sort of put it up a notch now but nice. uh, yeah still, i still give out shout outs to, to panels yeah, I, uh, I was just putting in the chat here for the students, but like if you guys are into comic books at all or coffee, it's kind of worth a little drive yeah. up north. If you uh, you guys a lot of a lot of these are a little further south, but uh, get up to Oceanside and it's a it's a comic book shop and coffee shop. Yep, um, yep. And yeah, 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 yeah. You can slash coffee uh, coffee bar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so you you can nerd out on all the comic books with 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 everybody who's in there, as well as have good coffee. So kind of a cool spot. Um. All right, so what I'm gonna do is I'll go ahead and um, let's see, I'm gonna see if I can share my- Yes, uh, so you'll have like a bar that says present now. Um, and okay. you can choose like to present a window or a tab or a screen or whatever. Okay. It's um, on the bottom 
of yours of your interface there. All right, let's see. There it is. All right, now I'm going to see if. Okay, and yeah, just bear with me here. Um. So now it's just seeing your whole screen. So whatever you switch to, we'll see. Okay. All right. Um, so can everyone see that? Yep. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. Um, hold on. Okay. So if everybody can see this, uh, just a PDF presentation, um, obviously length for design and we'll go into it here. Um, yeah, my big thing with language design is learning how to create your story. And what I mean by that is figuring out with clients how to create their own uh, unique visual story uh, for their brand identity. And, and I, I think that's something that's, uh, that's important for, for any brand, any business. Uh, it, it's, you know, we, we sort of focus on, you know, how do we market ourselves or, you know, how do we, you know, sell a certain product or item uh, but we, we really have to get back to figuring out what is the overall uh, visual story? What's the brand story? Uh, what do we want to show and share uh, with our audience? I think once you can do that, I think you build brand loyalty um, with potential clients and customers. And um, when you create that loyalty with, with customers, um, especially when they're connected emotionally with a the brand, then, you know, you have them for life, you know, um, I'm sure everybody has a specific brand, uh, brand of clothes, you know, brand of, you know, deodorant, anything, uh, toothbrush, uh, toothpaste that you, that you love. And so I, I think with the, the right mix of marketing plus branding, um, I think that's how you, uh, create that story for, um, you know, for, for clients. So, um, this is actually one of the characters, uh, I, uh a little, uh, uh, character I'm, I'm working on. So that's just one of my, one of my, side projects there, but that this is actually in, created this in Illustrator. And uh, so, yeah, this is sort of a, actually sort of based off of my, uh, my granddaughter. Uh, so I just created like a little, uh, sort of like a comic book style character. Um, and so still trying to figure out what I'm going to do, do with this uh, specific, uh, you know, uh, character here. But, um, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is something that, you know, I enjoy creating, enjoy, um, you know, creating new ideals and then seeing how I can flesh those out. And then honestly, um, some of the services uh, that I that I do for, for clients includes, you know, brand identity, brand development, um, digital media, digital illustration, um, asset creation, um, IP, mascot or uh, character creation, uh, name culture, which means just creating a name for actual business. Uh, if you could figure out how to do that, does there's actually big money in something like that is figuring out a name for a business, um, content creation, um, consultation, uh, workshops, social media, merchandising and licensing. So those are, just, um, you know, some of the things that I, I generally, um, try to try to market as far as with length of time. Uh, these right here are just a, a couple of samples of, uh, brand identities that I've created for various, um, high schools, universities, sports uh, organizations. But we'll go into it. Um, the, this specific presentation is with a, a school back in my, actually back in my hometown in Tennessee. And they actually um, came to me and 
they they actually had <laughs> an issue with um, and something that happens with a lot of high schools is that they tend to copy other other logos from existing universities. And sometimes you can get in trouble with that. Uh, a lot of times some universities sort of let it slide. But if something that is, that's really being used and um, you're profiting from it in some somewhere fashion, then they come they can come after you. And this is exactly what what happened with this specific uh, school. And um, they originally had a They've had all kinds of logos. They used the the Denver Broncos <laughs> logo, changed the colors. Um, they they actually started switching over to a, uh, to the West Virginia logo, and and were and they were so close in colors they were using it. And so yeah, they started getting cease and desist letters uh, from various universities. And you know even with this one, this is the Boise State logo. They just changed the colors up on it. Um, and then to make it worse all the teams had different logos. So there was no kind of consistency whatsoever with their identity. Um, so, yeah, well, they finally made the decision. Um, they wanted to sort of um, get one unified uh, identity for the for the school. Um, and I actually worked with their middle school too as well uh, and, and sort of tying in everything together. So um, these are some of my uh, concept sketches uh, with the, proposed logo there was certain things they were looking for and um i even with the the wv as well as the mustang i wanted something that was sort of dynamic powerful um and it still uh represented walker valley so i just played around they they didn't want the one thing they didn't want is they they wanted a different way to interlock the the wv and so i, I was just coming up with different um concepts as far as how to present that and um also too creating little little uh hidden things in there as well so uh with the walker valley with the with the main concept that i that i did i want to figure out ways to what what ways could i you know uh could i represent unity family uh with the wv uh icon and then with the with the mustang i wanted something to um be branded as walker valley and uh, their obviously their mascot was the mustang so these are just some some initial concepts that I did. Um, I sort of liked the one at here down here at the bottom, but it sort of it was looking weird looking. By the time I created the final version, I look back at it. I'm like, well, Lord, why did I do that? But uh, this is this is why I feel like it's important. What happens with a lot of um, design students is that we have all this technology and we go straight to computer. And I am real big. I'm old school. Um, I was trained old school and I was real big on just let's let's put things down on paper. Let's figure out how to create this little uh, put all our ideals, anything, flesh it out. Let's just put it on paper, sketch it out. And then let's go to the computer from there when you feel like you have something um, strong. What happens? We go to the, straight to the computer and then we waste a lot of time um, trying to come up with different concepts when we could already have our main ideal right on paper. So these are uh, some of the, <laughs> I will say the, the, the multiverse versions of, uh, you know, of the, of the final logo. So these are just previous ones that I've sort of created and, um, you know, and, and it really just shows the, the progression uh, as far as how it evolved to the final logo. So these were just uh, previous versions and went back and th there was obviously changes with, with, with various things, but um, I felt like you know, the more that we had that, um, 
you know, being able to, to get that feedback, you know, I felt like we were getting a stronger version every time that we went back to the table. So uh, this is just a, a sort of a natural evolution from going from sketch, getting down to, uh, to going to computer uh, and uh, creating all these. All these, like I said, were in Illustrator. Um, all my logos, I never use Photoshop. Um, everything is vector uh, in Illustrator, and there's various reasons for that. But um, I'll uh, go here and then started sort of progressing towards um, more of a final, um, not really a final, but we're, we're getting towards, uh, towards that final um, concept. So this is, like I said, another sketch that I did. And then just, just going real quick to, uh, to computer just to see what it was looking like. Uh, I definitely wanted to play around with the WV, uh, sort of branded insignia right in the neck. They love that, something that was dynamic, sort of flowing. Um, they, they definitely love those, those aspects. Um, but like I said, this wasn't the final version. This was obviously another, another concept, another ideal, but I love starting out with the sketch first and then let's go straight to computer. And then this is just a wireframe. This is actually the, the final version, um, of the logo. And like I said, there was little things that we, we altered and changed until they got something that they were, uh, I think everybody was pleased with. They loved it. Uh, but this is just a, a wireframe uh, version of the of the logo to where you can see all the lines uh, that I use in, in Illustrator um, just to create to create that logo. So uh, definitely, if you use Illustrator, um, you will become a master at the pen tool. And uh, but yeah, this is this is something that um, I generally do with with all my logos is just uh, sort of figuring out you know what how everything flows, how everything is connecting. Um, then obviously this is the full color version of it, uh, which everyone was, was, was pleased with. Um, besides the, the uh, Mustang head, um, definitely this is the, the final version of the, of the WV uh, logo. So uh, they wanted something that was bold. Uh, they definitely wanted something that was interconnected. So I, I placed the, you know, the WV together in a way that sort of connects it uh, at the same time, you can still see it's WV. Um, with this one specifically, uh, if you flip it, you actually see the, the the M for Mustangs if you flip it backwards. So that was something I was playing around with. Um, and I, I do that too as well for uh, trademark purposes because what happens with a lot of these schools and universities is that a lot of vendors, uh, they'll get a hold of these logos and they'll create merchandise for it uh, without the approval of, of the actual school. So a lot of times I can look at a logo and be like, okay, that I know that's not my logo because um, there's little things that I put in there specifically to make sure, okay, that is the actual logo. And uh, so, yeah, that, that's something that I'm, I'm real big on is just figuring out ways to, um, you know, really help, really help out the school, help out the university, but put in those little things um, to still make it, you know, it's unique to Walker Valley, and um, I know that it's not a uh, a copy or a fake. So that's what happens a lot of times, especially with high school or university logos. They may um, get it, try to copy it, and they don't have the actual um, logo. And um, you know, you can run the risk of you know trademark um, fraud and, and um, other things like that. So that uh, it happens. Um, so.
this is, uh, but yeah, this is something that um, the unity, vision, strength, family, tribe, that was, those were the sort of the core um, DNA, um, um, you know, things that they wanted to place, uh, they wanted to put in the, in the brand identity. Uh, that's something they wanted, they felt like represented Walker Valley. And uh, so I, I tried my best to sort of represent that with the, with the logos. Um, below was just the expanded color palette that they use for all their uh, apparel marketing. Um, and that's something I try to do. I try to create a flexible system uh, for, for every client to where they have not only the, the main logos, but they have a, a, an expanded set of graphics and logos that they can use for merchandise, for marketing. Um, so, uh, and I'll show you an example of, of that here. Um, so, and this is other graphics and logos that I created with underneath the Walker Valley brand. So we have the, the main interlocking uh, Mustang head with the Walker Valley uh, Mustangs underneath. Um, we have the sort of like a horseshoe icon that they can use for, you know, for stickers or they can use the, the place on like a little graphic element to use for their uniforms uh, and other, other things. Um, the One Valley um, logo is something that I actually created for them. Uh, that, that's their slogan. Um, that's something they, when they were sort of trying to create a new vision for Walker Valley, this is something they felt rep represented their school is being One Valley, being one family. And uh, so created a, a logo for that that they can use for marketing purposes. Uh, created a, a valley um, um, word mark that they can use for uniforms, uh, for all kinds of other uh, merchandise. And then created a sort of a silhouette of the Mustang with the showing the WV. And that's something they can use for, you know, T-shirts, um, marketing, uh, stickers, um, just all, anything you can you can name. So. Um, just wanted to create just a whole set of, of, of graphics, logos that they can use and it's flexible to them. So I, that's what a lot of coaches, a lot of teachers love is where they can intermix various things and feel like they're not confined to just one logo. And I think that's been from, from what I've dealt with, with past clients, that's been their, the, the toughest thing is like, well, do we, can we just, do we have to use this one logo? Can we add in other things? So. What I did is created a whole system that they can mix and match and play with, and uh, they love it. So that's awesome. Um, before I was just saying yeah. before you go on, like, uh, is that like is that something that you kind of like to do as kind of part of your service? Is like you know always provide that sort of like all that other use, or is that something that's like in the brief when you're meeting with those guys and like are they like oh no we want to have all this stuff or do you usually try to go hey you know we're gonna do this logo but i'm also gonna we're gonna do all this other stuff like sort yeah. of who, who pitches that uh i, I generally put, i pitch that um uh, and they're 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 generally i i think everybody has said yes to it <laughs> so they're um I, I think it's something that especially dealing with with sports teams and and coaches and and uh you know principals administration for so long i sort of figured out like they're they want to be flexible with a lot of things. They don't want to be confined to just, hey, if we're if we're gonna rebrand, um, what other assets, what other things can we use to uh, to sort of help uh, market that that specific school or university? So yeah, that's something I pitched to them, um, and uh, I, like I said, a lot of people they're they're pleased with it, um, especially the coaches because what happens 
uh, with a lot of sports teams, a lot of coaches that may come in, what happens is they want to say they say you bring a new coach in. Well, they uh, what happens is like, OK, they may not want to use the logo that's already in place and they end up sort of creating their own team logo, which can be you know, split off from the, the, the main brand, which is absolutely no-no. I mean, you want to be able to still represent your team, but at the same time, you're still under the umbrella of a, a larger brand. So uh, with this, creating the system, it just allows flexibility across the board. And, uh, I, and I think everybody's pleased with it. Um, I, I think what happens is, um, you know, when I did this, uh, when I did this specific project, um, there was a, um, a committee that I had to, you know, work with for a month. And it was a mix of coaches, um, administration, teachers, and then people outside in the community. So I think once they felt like they had ownership or they felt like they put in their input, I think they were they were fine with it once they, because they just feel like, hey, this is something that I helped create. And I think they're going to be more more apt to um, to want to make sure that that brand is, is in place. Um, what happens if, if people don't get that, um, if they're not able to, to get in there and give that feedback, then sometimes they can sort of create their own logo and sort of go with it, which, uh, you know, it's just an absolute, you know, it's a no-no. It's something that I, I definitely wouldn't advise at all. So uh, so in from my capacity, I'm pretty much like a, uh, sort of like a brand protector. And, and you know, um, with this too, I create a style guide. So I, you know, I show them, hey, look, this is how the look is supposed to be used. These are the specific colors. These are uh, some things that I could be flexible with, um, you know, font usage, um, how to display the logos. So it just helps um, give them a foundation for them to, to market. And is it, like I said, it's worked well for them. That's, so you don't get to work just by yourself You're, or you have to work with other people. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so how would, how would you say, like, how important are your soft skills in this job? Like being able to kind of just communicate and be able to listen and, and all the sort of things that, that are required of, of you outside of your actual technical ability. What would you say that ratio is? Um, I would say, aside from technical ability, I would probably say it's, it's like a, maybe like a 60, 40, um, it's, it's a lot of, I, I, for, for any designer, anybody that's aspiring to either sell their own product or uh, getting out of their own, or maybe trying to get that first client, one thing I'm going to tell you, <laughs> figure out now how to sell yourself and how to sell your ideal. If you can pitch an ideal and it makes sense for the client, or you can, or you can make them believe that this, this solution is going to work for them, they're sold. Um, figure that out. What happens with a lot of designers is that they'll start throwing out different concepts and they haven't really, they're not really confident in those concepts. They're just throwing it out and like, okay, what do you think? With a committee, they will throw, I mean, it's going to be back and forth. So what I want to do is figure out ways to say, okay, look, this is the solution that we're going to go with. And this is the reason why. And I, I do my best to sort of um, pitch, to pitch my ideal, sell the ideal. And if everybody's good with it, then we, we go from there. So that, that's something that I've, I've changed in my approach when I, when I deal with clients is figuring out ways to, uh, you know, put in your input. I want your input. But with me being a professional, there's, there's a lot of little things that I'm going to see that you may not necessarily see. So I want to do my best to sort of, 
use use whatever feedback, put that in there in the solution, but then create something that I know that I'm confident with and explain why this works. Yeah, that's super cool. So that's that's something for any designer is figuring out ways to um, communicate, communicate your ideals, communicate that solution and tell them and tell them why it works. If you can be confident with that, you can sell you can sell anybody. And then this is just a uh, just a rollout of uh, of using the logos and using it on various uh, apparel and uh, merchandise that they that they put out. So these are just some concept um, football helmets, jerseys, some some rash guards for the wrestling team, um, neck gaiters. Um, so th like I said, these are, for me, this is something that I, I enjoy doing. I, I love creating a uh, new brand and then figuring out how can we flesh that out and create a whole visual uh, landscape for that for that brand and that's something that I, I enjoy and I enjoy you know people using it and people and the response from people uh, even with this this logo I mean um, I've got had gotten so many great responses from it you know everybody loved it um, you know everybody loved the flexibility of it they felt like okay we're not just confined to just one logo we can use these elements on all kinds of different things which is you know an example uh, with the football jersey is you know you've got the the icon here you've got the the, the logo uh on one side the the mustang head down here in the corner with the valley um word mark that i created and then this is the the font um the approved font that they use for all their um all their marketing all their apparel um so being able to just create consistency across the board um that's something that i that i love and just and for them to be able to use it and run with it that's you know that's, that's really great cool. so but how do you feel uh, how, how, yeah. i was gonna ask you how you feel about the fact that wrestlers get to wear rash guards now instead of singlets oh i love it i love <laughs> it um you know i think that's something that uh yeah i think they they definitely needed it they needed to change that um i, I think there's a big um transition now between personally for me for for wrestling for wrestlers going into starting to go into grappling or jujitsu yeah, uh, I, I, I think it's perfect so yeah. no i think it's cool i think more i think more kids will want to wrestle because they don't have to wear the singlet <laughs> they'll be, be like okay i'll do it now uh that's so funny so um but yeah if there's any any questions here i think that's um yeah pretty much pretty much it i'll uh stop there yeah, so I'll open it up to the floor here. So if you guys have questions. Yeah, just yeah, let me know or uh, raise your hand. Or... <laughs> and I've got some questions I can ask if you guys don't have any. I've got a few, so i got a few in my pocket here. Um, so I'll let you guys. Um, I, have a quick, I have a quick question. Is there um, a difference between branding and marketing? And yes. Okay. Yes, uh, great question. Um, marketing is uh, being able to, um, you, for marketing, you're pretty much trying to sell an item, a product, a service. Um, that's marketing. So figuring out ways to, um, that, and that could be a mix of copywriting, putting in the, the, the right Im imagery, um, all those things is going to be marketing. Um, when you talk about um, branding, and, and marketing is needed. Um, when you go into branding, that's pretty much trying to um, 
and and what I and what I'm doing. Like I said, this is just a sort of even with brand identity, brand identities. It's pretty much like a face value. You can go much deeper than that. You can go with brand strategy. Um, you can go with brand character, uh, creating a brand DNA for for a company. So when you start going into that, you're figure, you're you're trying to figure out ways to uh, pretty much create a um, a vision uh, for that specific company, and from there you, you they pretty much that's how they show up in the in the world. So um, with branding, you're you're obviously you're creating the the logo. That's just the face value of it. That's just the container of everything. All the uh, all the qualities all the characteristics of that company organization, what they represent is all in that one small container. Um, so it could be, sometimes it could be hard, um, you know, creating that logo that sort of represents um, not only where they are now, but w where they could be in the future. Um, so with, with that, you're, you're always going to be retweaking. So you could help even you think about McDonald's or, or, I'll say another one, maybe like uh, you think about Burger King or, or uh, Shell Gasoline. They're always doing retweaks to their logo every 10 to 20 years, um, but it's still, it's still retained as that specific company. So with, with branding, you just found ways to um, infuse that company with all the um, characteristics, all the things, all, uh, all, the, all the things they feel like represents their, their company. Um, and then by the end, that logo or, or brand identity, that's just the container of everything. So once you can brand a certain thing and um, you connect with the audience through that emotionally, um, that's where uh, marketing a play in. So if I'm wanting to say, for example, say if I'm branding just heart, you know, that's my clothing, clothing brand. There's a lot of little things that I, I use for, for branding. So, uh, what I do is um, because I'm always sort of in the inspirational space, so I'm usually uh, creating different designs based off of things that I've talked about in my classes, uh, in my wrestling classes, or just on my podcast. So uh, what I'll do is I'll I'll create, you know, um, pretty much the the main idea for just heart is figuring out ways to um, lead with your heart or to uh, create a legacy that's going to be that's going to override maybe your ego. Um, those are the little things that help brand just heart. Uh, that's what it is. Uh, it's an inspirational uh, lifestyle brand. Um, it's for, you know, creators, uh, entrepreneurs, athletes that's just looking to uh, become a little bit better every day. You're not going to be the best, but let's just become a little bit better. So those are the things, those are the core brand DNA uh, aspects that I sort of infuse in just heart. So with that, I use that I sort of use that language to sort of uh, brand the logo, and then I use that language to sort of market um, uh, market to my audience. Um, now, with marketing, obviously, I could I could place a new design out there and be like, "Hey, look, new T-shirt design," and create a, a a marketing graphic around it. Hey, on sale, or you can get you know two for X amount of money, um, X amount of dollars, and then place it up online. That's marketing. That's something that it's needed. If you can do it well, if you can copyright well, you're, you're going to sell product. Um, yeah, I was going to say that. Uh, like, the, the marketing tends to be rooted more in like analysis of like uh, it's always tied to the financials usually. Like, like in terms yeah. of like how many of this unit did we move? Okay, well, yeah. like there's a market for this in this particular region. Or maybe maybe you know we make we make a shirt for this market, 
but it could also be used in this other market. And that's where the marketing person is going to go, oh, you know, we could actually cross advertise here in these two spaces and, and get more eyeballs on this product. And, and still, they're always thinking about the brand's identity and like how to make the brand's identity grow, but it's different than like the brand's identity, right? That, that sort of stays with the brand forever. Like if you want to be a, you can correct me if I'm wrong here, Quantel. And then I saw Julie had a hand up and, and Yuri had a hand up too, so uh, we'll, we'll jump on there. But like, you know, if, I, if I'm making old timey beard wax, right? Because I've got a beard, whatever. And I want it to look like heritage brand and I use, you know, old hand illustration logos and all this other stuff. Well, that, that conveys a certain idea about what I appreciate or what I value as a company, you know, um, all those things, right? And so that, that's, that's going to stick with the brand, you know, if that's, if that's why identity is going to, if that's going to be there across all marketing platforms, right? So like, no matter how I market it, I'm going to like market it in a way that makes, that's loyal to like the aesthetic of the brand that I'm, that I'm doing. Does that make sense? I guess. I don't know. Um, Julia, you had a question first and then Yuri had a question. So. Um, my question was, um, if you ever get um, like brain freezes, like um, creative blocks and how you deal with that, I think that's something most creative people like have to deal with. So. <laughs> Good question. I get brain freezes all the time. <laughs> um, what, what I generally do is, um, yeah, sometimes I have to sort of step away uh, and do something completely different. And generally that's when I get my best ideals. Uh, sometimes we can sort of sit there and force ourselves to sort of be in that space. Um, what I'm big on is doing different things to allow myself to be creative to where ideals pop out easily. So I'll give a quick example. Um, even when I wake up in the morning, you know, I try not to like jump right on my computer and start on work, which is easy for me to do. Uh, what I'll do is, you know, I'll, I'll try to work out. I'll try to, you know, do a little you know, meditation. I'll, I'll do little things to get myself in a creative mode to where if someone says, hey, look, I need an ad design done, it, it's not going to rack my brain and be like, okay, what's an ad I can, you know, how do I create a quick design for them? I, I just created the space for me to be able to be like, okay, I'm going to create this solution for them. And, um, and it's, just easy, it's just easier for me. Sometimes it's, it's, it, it could be hard to be like, okay, I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to figure out something. Sometimes you just need to get away from it. Um, and that's, um, I, that's where I usually get my biggest ideals. You know, like, heck, even, it, um, you know, I'm doing a lot of uh, wrestling or jujitsu. I end up sometimes, like, I wish I could just stop and, like, start writing an ideal on a notepad because that's usually where I get my best ideals. Like, when I'm in sort of, like, in a flow state and I'm just there, uh, things start popping in a whole lot quicker than me just being on a computer and sort of forcing myself to be like, okay, let me come up with an ideal. Um, so yeah, a lot of times, even with big projects like uh, what I just showed you, a lot of times I'll, you know, get the get the brief, I'll read over it, and then um, I go, I get away from it, and then I just let my brain sort of just, you know, digest it. And a lot of times I start coming up with ideals in my head, and then I'll just I'll put it down on paper, let's sketch it out, let's see what works, what doesn't work, and then go to the computer from there. Thank you. That's hey, not awesome. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask, how did you get started as a graphic designer? And what was your journey becoming a professional like? Well, say, say that one more time. 
what was your journey of becoming a professional graphic designer like? Like, how did how oh, did you get started? Oh yeah, um, great question. Um, I after I graduated college, um, pretty much um, like every other college graduate, you start looking for <laughs> for jobs and positions. Um, you know, it was one of those where I was I, I put out a lot of resumes, uh, didn't get any you know, anybody responding back to me. Um, I actually started just doing sort of freelance work on my own. Um, and then obviously, you know, from there, I was able to get a, a couple of contacts and I'd done some freelance work, some, some small contract work. But um, yeah, it's just one of those where I'm, I've always been big on if those opportunities isn't there. And this is something, especially with the access you have with technology now, it's just out of control. Um, if you can't find opportunities, I want you to figure out ways, be creative enough because all y'all seem like you're creative, figure out ways to create your own opportunities um, and find something that, that you love to do. Um, like I said, it, with, with graphic design, with the creative industry, there's just literally, there's all kinds of things that you could, you could do. Um, so if you love a certain sport or you love, um, you know, a, a, a certain topic or subject, be that designer for, for that. Um, so um, with, with me, what I did is, um, you know, I just reached out to a, to a lot of people, started getting um, contacts, um, did some freelance work, and then, um, yeah, sort of made a decision from there to sort of, you know, told all my contacts, like, hey, look, I'm going full time with it, and we'll, we'll see what, what happens from there. Um, I, honestly, I think with the, the platform that I had with, with sports helped me out tremendously because I was able to, I had, I have, I have so many uh, connects with, with coaches and organizations to where, you know, the first designer they think about is, is me. Um, so this is one of those where I, like, I, for the most part, I don't do like a lot of advertising. Um, I, I sort of find myself even now with the podcast is my main networking tool. I bring on people on my podcast. I create friendships and relationships with, and once you create that relationship with, uh, with that specific person and, they're needing design work. Who's the first person they're gonna think of? Someone on Facebook or the, the person that you just had a podcast with that happens to be a designer too. <laughs> so it's just one of those where you, you figure out ways, figure out ways to create your own opportunities. And I guarantee you those things that come to you, especially if you're not, if you don't have the access, you know, you may not have the connects or you may not have um, you know, the people in your network to be like, hey, can you give me this opportunity uh, for a certain project? Um, if you don't have that, figure out ways to create your own opportunity. Um, and I think that um, with technology now, I think you have full access to do that. Quantel, we got one. We got time for one more. We got about six minutes left. Michaela, you got a question? Okay. Yeah, I just kind of wondering, what is pricing like in, I guess, freelance graphic design? How do you price things? Well, say that. Say that one more time. She was asking about pricing. Like, how do you price the work that you do? Like, how do you charge, uh, you know, how do you come up with a number for, for that? Oh yeah, that, that, that's a great question. Uh, it's, and it, it really, honestly, it really varies. Um, I, it varies from, from region to region, just across the country. Um, and it's one of those to where, uh, honestly, I am still trying to get that healthy balance um, on that because sometimes you can get a client that, um, that may not um, value that that specific project based, you know, compared to someone else. So it's one of those where find the right client that's gonna, um, you know, pay you what you're worth. Um, 
know, for me, I, I generally, I've figured out now that I can do a certain project in a certain amount of time. So usually what I'll do is I'll, I'll base it uh, based off of the value uh, of that of that project, of that perceived project. So um, even with a uh, you no know, logo, and, and depend, depending on who I'm dealing with, if I'm dealing with a corporation and they're needing a logo design, um, you know, it's going to be in the thousands of dollars. Um, and that's because that, and this is something that I have to sell them on. Don't think about the price. Think about the investment and what you're going to get back in return because you have a, a brand that thousands of people can connect with, that can resonate with. That's what you want to sell them on. Uh, not necessarily the price because there's a lot of, there's a lot of me like, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, sell them on the ideal and then they'll, they would, you know, they'll pay for it after that. But it, it, it really depends. I mean, sometimes with, um, you know, certain projects, you know, I can charge, you know, per, you know, on, on a project, I could charge like 200 bucks on a postcard design. Um, and it may take me for me at my pace, it may take me under, under an hour to do. So profit wise, I may have made, you know, at least 150 bucks, uh, profit wise. Um, and then if I'm dealing with a, a large scale project, um, I, I know how much time I've invested to be able to produce a, a, a good solution for a client. Um, that's what I pretty much, uh, uh, package that, that, that price around. And a lot of people are, are fine with it used to. And I think that's going to be the hard thing. Uh, at first I was. I really wasn't confident with my price tag and be like, okay, this is, I, I know I'm good. I know I'm good. This is the price I'm going to give you. Um, because I, you know, and, and it could be a sort of an unconscious, you know, subconscious thing like, okay, maybe I, maybe I'm overcharging too much. Um, now, uh, I'm just gonna be like, Hey, this is the price tag. And if you love it, don't love it. There is a whole gamut of other people that you can go with. Um, and what happens, what happens a lot of times is um, they'll go to somebody else and you, you get what you pay for. That's, that's what it comes down to. And a lot of times people have to come back to me because something's messed up or they can't, they can't find their graphic designer. They don't know where they went, disappeared, uh, ghosted them. And then they come back, come back to me. And now you're going to get charged more because you should have came with me the first time. <laughs> So it's just one of just little things like that. It, you, a lot of times, um, you know, sometimes I may base, uh, I may price a project per hour, um, which, you know, you get your pros and cons with that. A lot of times I try to um, price it per, you know, based off of the value of it. And then that's where you can get your, your profit margins. Yeah. And I was gonna say, I, I usually do that too now where it's like, there's certain things where I, I just know roughly how much work it's going to be. And so yeah. I can, okay, it's a flat fee for whatever, say it's a thousand dollars for that logo. And I'm going to give you three, you know, compositions to choose from. And then we're going to yeah. kind of whittle that down and you know, maybe you get three revisions as part of that price. And then yeah. get it out, you know, and then, it, then if it's like more revisions or they change their mind halfway through or all that stuff, after we've done all that work, then I charge them more yeah. per hour to make sure that like, I'm not getting just taken advantage of. Um, yeah. Cause otherwise you will do 10 times more work than you were, than you were charging. Oh yeah, <laughs> really quickly, especially yeah. with those committee jobs when you have a bunch of different voices telling you, "Well, now we well we've, we've met about it again. And we want the hair to be yellow and different shaped again." You know, and, and yeah. uh, you're like, "Okay," <laughs> you know, and, and they come back to the first thing you did, anyways. Yeah, <laughs> then that could be the worst. That could be irritating more than anything else. I feel yeah. like you put all that work, 
was like, and now you want to go back to the first one that we we did. And sometimes it, it, it happens. Um, and there's little things. I'll give you a quick note. Anyone wants to write this down. If, if you get a and they're like, okay, I want three revisions. I want three concepts. This is a mind game that I've played with a lot of these clients, and it's worked. Place the one that you love. I want you to place it bigger than the other two. And I guarantee you, about 85 to 90% of the time, they will pick the bigger one just because it's the larger one. So that's what I do is to, to sell that 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 project on someone. I'll just scale it out, and then I'll put the other two that I don't like. I'll put it down a little bit smaller and then present it to them like that. My time, they'll say, "Hey, this like this, like, good to go." <laughs> so. tell, thank you so much, man. I gotta let these guys go. It's ten fifty. Um, okay. Thanks, Quantel. Um, and I have his contact information. I'm sure if you had questions, you wanted to talk to him. I'm sure he'd answer a question or two uh, offline at some point too. But um, yeah, awesome dude. I hope you love this podcast episode. Let me know what you like. Please comment, share, and subscribe to our podcast. So once again, be creative, stay inspired.